Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. Okay, so we got so many of your thoughts about our last episode, which was recapping the ultimatum queer love episodes one through five. Deep Tea and I just finished the season. And let me tell you, your comments make so much sense. <laughs> For those of you who have like watched it all, yes. you're like, no, 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 keep watching. Keep watching. Like, things will change. Ooh. So Man, good. it it is such a good show. Guys, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, this isn't a plug for Netflix, <laughs> but if you haven't watched it, please do. Um, it is, it's just like a really, I think it's just like a really good dating slash marriage reality TV show. And I would say it's one of the best reality TV shows that I've seen on Netflix. It is just so, so good. Just the character arcs, the complexities of the relationships and just how being put in a situation like this can really open your eyes. And I don't know, I don't know if you guys out here know the Kygo song, but sometimes you got to lose somebody to know what you really have. And this is the prime <laughs> example of that. And it's just, oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. So we're so excited to be sharing our thoughts and recapping episodes six through 10 of the ultimatum, uh, queer love, um, and just sharing like what we thought because woo, there was a lot that happened. But before we do that, can I just ask you about something? Yeah, I just want to like this. This just <laughs> happened recently where my friend, let's call her Jan, broke up Jan. with her boyfriend Fred. I'm just making up names, but okay, okay. Jan so Fred. Jan. Jan was really confused about the breakup. It kind of came out of nowhere. But um, just recently, like a month after they broke up, she saw Fred and his female friend making out at a bar. She was really, really confused because she thought that Fred and his female friend, his female best friend, were just platonic friends. Um, and then now looking back, Jan was like, you know, during our relationship, like this female friend would um, call Fred and like text him late at night. Um, they were like best of friends. They would always hang out, like go to dinners together. But like Fred always said it was just platonic. And she goes, now I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, were there are like feelings there? Did he break up with me for his like female friend? Anyway, so it got me thinking, like would I consider it a red flag if – my boyfriend had a very close female friend that he spent a lot of time with. What do you think? Okay. Did, and okay. Did they date in the past? So a few years ago, I, they had like hooked up. I guess that's a part of the story okay. that and I was how, missing. That changes everything. Yeah. And how long ago was this hookup? Three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. Three years ago. That, uh, that's not that long. That's not that long. Because listen, I have a lot of guy friends that I'm very close to. And like, 
Um, I honestly kind of do think it's a red flag because if they've hooked up before and she's texting him a lot, she that means that there's emotional connection there too. And there once was a physical. That means like there is a possibility of it getting physical. So it is a red flag, honestly, because you have to set some boundaries, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Look, so I had a really close guy friend um, who I dated like in my early 20s when he got a girlfriend last year. So like now we're in our 30s. Yeah. Um, I took like a huge step back. Like yeah. him and I used to go to like dinners a lot. He was like, come over and we used to hang out. But once he had a girlfriend, I was like, I cannot be like texting him and hanging out like we used to. I actually completely stopped. And I was like, you know, if he texts me to hang out, then sure. But like, I need to respect his girlfriend. Right. Like, and I was like, I feel like it was also a red flag that Fred's female friend did not respect like that sort of boundaries. I feel like it's kind of like girl code to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, it, it seems like a whole red flaggy situation for me, but I was telling another friend about it and she goes, you know what? Like, you know, like men and women are friends. Like That's it, exactly it is what, what I- it is. That's exactly what I was going to say is, you know, I am, like I said, I'm really close with a couple of my guy friends um, and we hang out all the time and like, we're just like cuddly, you know what I mean? It's not like a big deal. Like we're never going to cross that line. But if he has a girlfriend, like I do set a boundary where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be like all over you, like even in a friendly way, because I think, you know, yeah, you're right. You just can't cross that boundary. And I think it comes from girl code to just be like, all right, I'm going to take a little step back. Yeah. Yeah. But also my guy friend, like, just texts me less. Like, he doesn't ask me to hang out one-on-one, like, anymore. And I think, again, that's, you know, because he respects his um, his girlfriend now. So yeah. anyways, I don't know. Here's my thing. <laughs> I feel like if I had a boyfriend and he was friends with a woman where he saw her kitty cat, her, her puss puss. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You're ending that Please. friendship. You're uh, ending that friendship. You are never hanging out with her again. Okay, oh, well, you're, maybe you could hang out with her in a group, but like one-on-one, hell no. And she's not texting you at like, what? you know, like late night or anything. After Even 10 if it's p.m., friendly. no texts. No, t- no yeah, texts no after text. 10 p.m. from girls. Um, do, I don't think that it should apply to every girlfriend, though. I do think that men and women can be platonically friends, but I think there's a line that needs to be drawn. And, you know, if it's, like, affecting you, then obviously you have to say something. But I don't think it's just like, a, oh, you can't be friends. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that... Even texting one-on-one, I think that's fine. It's just, like, maybe not late at night. (laughs) Anyways, it got me thinking because I was all like, I know what logically, like, the logical answer is of, like, well, like, it, you know, it depends on the situation. Like, you know, you can't stop people being friends with each other. But I was like, if I was in your situation, I'd be like, that's a red flag. We are (laughs) It's either me or her. (laughs) You know what? In the era of Vanderpump rules and the scandal, trust no one. (laughs) Trust no one. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so. Oh, my gosh. I'm done. All right. So let's get into the ultimatum queer love. Um, We want to talk about something before we went into it because we did get some comments about pronouns um, from 
you know, from our last episode, um, you know, there's some comments like, why are you using they uh, for like certain cast members versus like she or her? So we just want to clarify that. So the cast does prefer different pronouns. Tiff uses pronouns they, them. Ozzy uses Ozzy as a pronoun. Mal and Xander uses she, they. And then the rest of the cast uses pronouns she, her. So we just want to put that out there. Um, you know, because you guys had some questions and comments about that. Yeah. All right. Um, there is so much to talk about. I don't know who to start with, Literally. but I kind of want to talk about Xander and Yoli. Yes, let's do it. Oh my God. There's so much happening. First of all, I do have to say, I absolutely love that they have created such a bond. I feel like of all the couples, they are the ones who really... I'm like confused about what was going to happen <laughs> because there was just so much love there. But dude, it was so hard to watch them in these last five episodes because I just, or the last four episodes, because what are they doing? What are they doing? Like there's, they're just being like really untrustworthy to their um, partners and the people that they came into this experience with. Did you get that vibe too? Yeah, look, I really liked Sander in the beginning. I really did. And um and it these episodes really changed that for me. Um Really? Yeah, because I feel like Xander was being disrespectful to Vanessa by messaging Yoli behind her back um and also lying to her about it when Xander promised Vanessa to be committed to her on their hot balloon date. So I'm like, like, why aren't you being forthcoming? Xander, like, I feel like Xander is emotionally cheating on Vanessa. And I wouldn't have thought that if Xander didn't tell Vanessa, like, you know, I promise it's, you know, just going to be you during this period. Like, I won't look at other women. Yeah. I was like, you, sorry, but the way you touched Yoli at that group hangout, the, you know, the couples meetup that happened in like episode seven or eight, I was like, the, what? You are clearly looking at another woman. Yeah. Here's okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I still think Xander is my favorite on this show because I feel like she's the she's one of the few that have really leaned into the experience and she was the ultimatum giver, right? And she just kind of opened up her like heart to just like, you know, leaning into this experience and I Dude, yes, she told Vanessa that she's not going to be speaking to Yoli. And after that conversation, the group hang happened. But that's not like Xander's fault that they were forced to be together. I think it's completely not okay the way they acted. But when you have so much chemistry, I understand how it was hard for her to separate I don't know. They were kind of forced to speak to each other. I don't, I'm not saying it's justified in any way. I'm just saying I understand it. I don't. I think that <laughs> Xander emotionally cheated. She should have never promised Vanessa that she wouldn't look at other women. Um, And like that was, sorry, that was emotionally cheating. If you can't commit to that, do not commit to that. Don't promise that to Vanessa. Like yeah. that was my big deal. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like if, it doesn't matter if they're in the same room or, or they're forced to talk, like control yourself. You, we're all, they are all adults. They are <laughs> yeah. all adults. So I have no, 
empathy <laughs> look. And and I know I'm going like really hard, but I really do have like this thing about cheating. Yeah. I think it's like really shitty when people do it and they're not mm-hmm. and they lie about it. Like yeah. it's just gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of see it with the the messages that Vanessa brings up to Mal between Yoli and Xander. And I felt like Yoli and Xander were both like lying about it in front of Mal as well. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if you remember this, but Mm -hmm. you know, Vanessa messages Mal letting her know that Yoli and Xander are, you know, flirtatiously like messaging each other (laughs) Mm. kind of brings me back to after the altar for me. Uh, (laughs) Uh, No wonder Um, you're triggered, baby. (laughs) I know. Um, but I, I guess Yoli sent Xander a message like, send me a selfie, which is pretty like flirty. And, um, uh, and, um, so Mal at first is like, I don't know why Vanessa messaged me that. Like, I don't know why she's trying to stir the pot. But then when she hears the selfie message, Mal's like, Yoli didn't tell me that. And then Yoli's like, she's like, I didn't think that happened. Like, I know it was just weird. And then, and then Xander is also like, I didn't think that happened either. Yeah. No, I think they like, they both justified their messages and yeah, it was interesting that Mal got upset with Vanessa initially for uh, bringing that up. But I'm I'm sure like after she did, Mal was probably like, thank you for bringing that up because clearly it's evident that Mal or that Yoli is not telling me the full story of what's happening. She's like kind of omitting certain facts. And yeah, I don't know. I, for some reason, I'm more mad at Yoli than I am Xander because weirdly, I feel like Xander has been... I don't know. I don't know why Xander can't do any wrong in my eyes because I just want her to find love. And Vanessa, I don't think, can give it to her because she's just not ready for a marriage. And it was so evident. And I love Vanessa's dad for saying this because remember when they were having dinner and Vanessa's dad is like, I don't know if your idea of marriage has changed. I think you're just really scared to lose Xander. And it's kind of like you want to win. And and I honestly thought that he nailed it on the head on that one. Don't you think? Like, because it's true. I don't think that um, Vanessa's relationship with Ray helped her progress so much that she now wants marriage and a commitment. I think that's a really hard, like, 360 or 180 from from the beginning of the season. I think it takes time to come to that realization. And I don't think that Vanessa is there yet. I think she just does not want to lose Xander. And that's why I'm kind of rooting for Yoli and Xander. Like, I agree where I feel like Vanessa didn't think that, and she said it herself, like she didn't think that Xander would find a partner in this or someone, Mm -hmm. you know, or fall in love with someone else in this. And so I think she's like, okay, I need to like get my partner back. Yeah. But I think like if you separate those issues, Mm -hmm. Vanessa may be promising things or, you know, it's, it's more to get her partner back instead of providing what her partner needs, which is like marriage. But it's the fact, you know, what bothers me a lot about Xander and Yoli is the fact that they're lying and not being forthcoming. Mm-hmm. So I see them as like two separate issues of that says a lot about both their characters, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it does make sense. But, um, you know, I, I do. Here's where I'm struggling is, yes, they lied about the messages, but Yoli has been extremely transparent with Mal about the fact that she's in love with Xander. And dude, I, agree. I have 
I have to say Mal is such an angel. Like she's always been a calming presence throughout this entire um, experience. But like even after knowing that Yoli has fallen in love with Xander, she's still so patient. And she's like, all right, I'm going to allow you the space to figure it out. And I'm like, protect Mal at all costs. I freaking love her. So this is where I disagree with you. I don't think Yoli is that honest. So she might be honest that she's in love with Xander. Mm -hmm. Right. But like Yoli also is, is like leading Mal on. Like she tells Mal to not give up and, and and that's so manipulative. And again, she's lying behind Mal's back and Mal says it herself, like at the reunion, which we'll get into later. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just, that's what really changes for me. I can't stand liars and I can't stand, people who aren't forthcoming with yeah. how they feel. And to be honest, Yoli and Xander, well, more on Xander's side, Xander is emotionally cheating. And and so is Yoli too, because she's not being honest of like yeah. building this connection behind Mal's back, like them messaging kind of like flirty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally, I see that perspective as well. And I actually... Yoli, I thought, was going to be one of my favorites this season, but she has become my least favorite of all. Um, Just because you're right, she's being deceitful in the way that she communicates. Yes, she's like saying all the right things. I'm in love with Xander. I'm figuring it out. But then she keeps the hope alive on Mal's side too. But I don't know. Maybe it is an internal conflict. I don't know. Like this is a hard situation to be in. Um, But also... Can I say, can we go back really quickly to Xander and Vanessa's hot air balloon date? First of all, I thought it was really sweet that Vanessa did that. And the I loved her speech. And the first time I watched it, I actually cried. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so emotional. But the second time I watched it, just to get ready for this recap, I swear to you, I was like, this is kind of like staged. Like, it feels kind of staged. Because she's, that's where she asks uh, Xander to like commit to her and not text anyone else during this experience. And I just thought it was kind of not manipulative, but like it was kind of just like, uh, like just remember that like I'm here kind of thing, which is fine. But I just thought that speech was a little scripted. I mean, it might have been manipulative. I mean, like, you know, like, who knows? She might be just saying the right things because she wants Xander now. Yeah. But, okay, I'm going to put our reality TV hats on because, like, on the other side of it, having been in their shoes at Mm -hmm. at one point um, or having, you know, been filmed for a reality TV show, like, we've done that. We've had, like, speeches kind of prepped. We've, like, put things of, like, we know what we're going to say because we want to say them concisely. So I was like, I don't put that on her. I don't know how true her words are, but, like, of course it was staged because it's reality TV. You no, know what I'm I get, saying? I, get, I totally get that, too. But it's one thing to just, like, think about what you want to say and say it from the heart. It's another thing to write down exact words and read it off of a paper a piece of paper. That's where I'm like, yeah, it can true. have come from the heart for you. Like, it's okay to like, think about what you want to say. Like, so I don't want to shit on her because for my vows at my wedding, I wrote it down. Okay. Your vows are uh, a little different. Everyone writes. Their no, vows no, no, no. I meant like, not my vows of like getting married of like what I want to say to him of why we couldn't like, yeah. it's like, I think she writes it because you see that also in the earlier episodes when she's she like giving apology to a group she like writes it down to say it yeah like i'm not trying to like defend her so hard because no, 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 i no. i do think that like she <laughs> like maybe her words 
aren't as genuine. Like I do think a, a big reason why she's like all in on Xander now is because she's like, she didn't think like Xander would, find you know, like find someone else. But I was like, I don't want to like say that she's like staged or disingenuous because she's reading off a piece of paper because we have yeah. been on the other side of it before where I have had to write things I want to say concisely to my partner. Oh, 100%. I've written it down too. I've, uh, I literally do the same thing. I journal all the time, but I think just like reading it changes it a little bit for me because it makes me question the integrity of it. I'm not saying she's not in, like, she is not being like honest about her feelings. I totally understand how some people don't thrive in situations like that where they want to say exactly how they imagined it. And when they do it yeah. with the pressures of cameras and everyone else, they like kind of mess it up. I, I totally get it, but I just question the intention now because I'm like, you couldn't have just have that from the heart. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Um, I know we're still on the topic of Vanessa, but did you find it weird that Lexi is still really mad at Vanessa? Yes. Ray said it best. Lexi is consumed by Vanessa. And Yes. I kind of understood it in the earlier episodes. I mean, not really, but I was like, okay, I see it. Like it's maybe it's from like jealousy and like not getting, you know, getting a bad impression from Vanessa. But now mm -hmm. it's like, get over it. Like yeah. get over it. You're bringing Vanessa into your relationship. Not, it's not the other way. I agree. I agree. I, you know what, honestly, Lexi has surprised me the most because I, she was one of my favorites at the very beginning. I just loved how confident she was and she was really going after what she wanted, but she's kind of doing it the, it at the expense of Ray. Like Ray is already struggling with the fact that she was, you know, intimate with Vanessa and Lexi keeps shoving it down her throat being like, you know, you fucked up and Ray already knows that and she feels bad about it. And in fact, it made me really sad when Ray was like, I just don't think I'm good enough for you. And I feel like I understand why she feels like that because Lexi just has all of these like standards of how someone should be acting. And if anyone like wavers from that, like Lexi just like comes down on them so hard. And I think that's the toughest part to watch. And honestly, it's a little hypocritical of Lexi to be mad at Ray for hugging Vanessa or looking her in the eye at that group hang. But Lexi was like, hugged Mal and was like, hi, like whatever. And so I just, I'm like, it's kind of similar thing. Like emotionally, Lexi had a really deep connection with Mal. And so Ray could feel some type of way about that too. But like, it's just part of the experience. I don't know. Lexi came down too hard. Yeah, I mean, Lexi comes off very controlling and vindictive in these episodes. Um, I I feel like the dinner with Lexi's parents where, like, she's, you know, Lexi is telling her parents how Ray was intimate with Vanessa. It just, the way she wouldn't allow Ray to, like, express herself was really, really hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, almost trying to, like, get validation from her parents in terms of how she felt. And it was just like the way she was just communicating to her parents about it, just everything about the situation was so uncomfortable and just made me, I don't know. It just made me look at Lexi in a different light. Yeah. I think it, they were, it felt like they were ganging up on Ray 
And it was tough because obviously her mom is going to be, Lexi's mom is going to be on Lexi's side. So it was, that was very, very inappropriate or uncomfortable to watch. But I did love when her dad stepped in and was like, well, you guys were on a break. And it made me think of the Friends episode, Ross and Rachel. I'm like, we were on a break. But um, Yeah. yeah, it's, I do at the end of the day, though, I was rooting for them. Like I am rooting for them. And I I don't know. I hope they can work it out because I see, I do see that there's love there, but I hope Lexi can get over this Vanessa bullshit. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the reunion later, but Mm -hmm. we, we know that they are still consumed by Vanessa or Lexi is still consumed by Vanessa. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting. There, there was um, something Lexi said that made me realize like she might be a little bit manipulative or so like overpowered by her hatred for Vanessa that it's like clouding like her memory. And, and I don't know, like she so um, so um, Lexi and Ray are in their home and, you know, they're talking about Vanessa and Lexi says, well, Vanessa looked me in the eye and told me what you did with your hands, like referring to oh, Fingergate. Yeah. And I'm like, Lexi, you were the one who pushed Vanessa to talk about it in like, you know, that earlier dinner where you like, you know, got more details of, of their hookup. So I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. And I was like, are you lying or trying to manipulate Ray right now to like dislike Vanessa or did your hatred just cloud your memory? Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Like you said, I think she's just like, it's her hatred for Vanessa that is fueling her so much that she's making Ray feel really bad about it. And she's like remembering it, I think not correctly because you're right. It was Lexi who pushed, who pushed Vanessa to speak on it. And yeah, she's just kind of making it a bigger deal than it needed to be. I think. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep grand Cherokee overland four by E or summit four by E. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I like Ray in that she, I think, acknowledges, like, what she did. But I do mm-hmm. like how she kind of, like, pushes back and, like, is very clear of how she feels. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you need a anyways. strong person with Lexi because Lexi is overpowering. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of other overpowering people, Mildred. You can really see how 
Tiff and Mildred are so similar in the way that they communicate. They're just so hot-headed and they come for each other's throats and it's so intense. Like there's, it makes sense as to why they break up every week or every other week. It's so apparent. But I do have to say, I think Tiff showed up differently in their relationship with Mildred because of Sam. Sam has always been this like very calm um, and like just communicates in like a very good way that I think Tiff needed. And they show up so differently in their relationship with Mildred. It's very apparent. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think anyone can communicate well with Mildred. (laughs) I don't blame Tiff for raising their voice at times because it's probably how they learned to communicate with Mildred. Um, There was that one scene where Mildred and Tiff are like talking about how they communicate and Mildred says like, it's because I'm Latina is why, you know, I communicate the way I do. And Tiff goes like, you know, respect knows no race or respect has no race. That was so good. Um, It was so good. Yeah. And I don't know. Mildred just needs to slow her role. She's really impossible to communicate with. It's really frustrating to hear her talk. And I think she's just petty. And there are moments where she like does, I don't want to use the word gaslight because I don't know if I'm using it correctly, but she says something to Tiff and then kind of like takes it back. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is Tiff like is just, I feel like Tiff just has progressed in their communication style so much and they're not taking shit anymore. And I just love that. I think, I think Tiff is doing the right thing by standing up for the relationship, but also like pointing out that there's a lot of issues there that they both need to handle. Yeah. It's crazy because we see like Ozzy and Sam who also have communications issues. It's just like a very much a different kind where you have Ozzy who is an avoidant through and through. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. I've dated someone like Ozzy and watching this for me, I, I was exhausted. Like I remember, (laughs) I remembered how exhausted I was in that relationship when someone just runs away at every conversation and you, you have to wait for them to be okay to have the conversation, I'm happy to do it. But Ozzy does take it to the next level. I commend Sam for being so patient. I don't even know why Sam is on the show because she is, I feel like the way she just expresses her emotions, the way she communicates is like, like perfect. Like she's very much so normal. And I was like, I what are you that. doing on reality TV? But um <laughs> I want to say I'm very compassionate for Ozzy, though. I think that the way Ozzy communicates, there's clearly some something that happened in Ozzy's childhood that caused Ozzy to deal or not deal with conflict the way that Ozzy does. And you kind of see that when Ozzy is talking to Ozzy's friend. Mm-hmm. You know, this reminds me of my childhood where I was always blamed um, and, and you know, talks about like this pressure to be the perfect daughter, coworker, friend, et cetera. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just really exhausting to watch though. Yeah, it is. That was a really tough thing. And I, I actually like really teared up over that. And you can see that Ozzy has a lot of trauma that 
Ozzy needs to deal with. But in a relationship, it's not your partner's responsibility to heal you. And I feel like Ozzy has to take accountability. And Ozzy does take accountability sometimes, but Ozzy reverts back to um, Ozzy's ways. So it's just hard to watch. And I do think that Sam deserves better. But at the same time, I do believe that there's so much love in their relationship and that Sam is like um, almost like the best partner for Ozzy compatibility wise, because who else is going to be this damn patient with somebody? I I was just thinking that like yeah. Ozzy has found the best partner. Yes. In that Sam understands Ozzy, allows Ozzy to have the space um, that Ozzy needs to just think and then come back and communicate. It just, I don't think that Sam is getting the same benefit from Ozzy. That's exactly what Um, I, I, that's my thought too, is that I just hope that Ozzy can show the same level of respect and love back to Sam that Sam is able to give Ozzy And, you know, because Sam does deserve the best, like protect her at all costs, man. I love her. I know I do. Are are you surprised um, by the couples who got engaged? Yes. It seems like everyone got engaged besides Xander. I was just like, okay. Vanessa. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. I was, I honestly, I, I knew that Lexi and Ray would probably get engaged. I wasn't surprised by that one. But I was very much surprised by Mildred and Tiff. I don't Me know too. Were you? Me too. Yeah. I was, when when they talked about you know breaking up every week or every other week, I'm like, uh, that's a huge red flag. You guys should not be getting engaged. There's no way that this three week experiment or six week experiment uh, like saved that or like fixed that for you guys. Ex- exactly. And I know that both of their trial marriage partners wasn't anything romantic, you know, and it like you know it didn't work really but i do i do have to say like it was just really interesting because even after their conversation their one-on-one conversation remember when tiff is asking um mildred about why she got married previously because mildred is divorced and has a son who has special needs so you know that adds another layer to their relationship but Remember, that's why I was so surprised because Tiff was like, well, you're, you didn't even get married for love last time. So why are you wanting to marry me now? I don't know. It just seemed like very, there was a lot of conflict there. So I was very surprised when Tiff got on one knee. I was too. That one was really surprising to me, along with um, Yoli saying yes to Mal. I just <sighs> felt like with all the lies though now looking back i realized mal probably had no idea how much yoli was lying to her but i I was shocked that mal was still willing to fight for yoli because yoli annoyed me in these episodes i was just like you are just just kind of like leading leading mal on so i i was shocked and i was shocked when yoli was like yes and i was like huh yeah um you didn't seem happy and it was awkward to even begin the engagement like when they were when they like sat down remember it was just awkward right off the bat because Mal was like do you want to sit next to me or like whatever and she's like no I'm fine here like I don't know it just was so awkward even to begin with so I just figured Yoli would say no but 
yeah, I don't know. It was just very surprising to me. And then after, like, oh my god, this woman, I'm telling you, Yoli is my least favorite. The fact that she took her engagement ring off before seeing Xander. Are you kidding me? That's right off the bat manipulative. And I know Yoli goes, oh, I just wanted to see what she would say. And I didn't want to like cloud her decision. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't care if it's a TV show. I don't care whatever. You disrespected Mal on TV and you emotionally and physically cheated on her. So completely agree. There's no justifying. Yeah, there's no justifying Yoli's actions whatsoever. Xander, I admire and love because she was willing to break off her relationship with Vanessa. And it was a strong one for Yoli because she thought there was a connection there and she thought there was a future there. But for her to say yes to Mal and then say, oh my God, Xander, I love you. It's like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I just do not agree with it. And the way that she kept like leaving and then coming back and being like, oh my God, why is this so hard? I'm so upset. And I'm like, yeah. You know, like Mal said, you just want to please everyone. I just look down on her a little bit for doing that. Yeah. Um, and Mal and deserves better. I, yeah, Mal deserves 100% better. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way as Xander. Xander knew that uh, Yoli got engaged to Mal and still just allowed all that like touching, all that I'd love you to happen. And I think that says a lot about Xander too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you though. I don't think the responsibility falls on Xander because Xander is wanting to be with Yoli And that's part of the experience. And I do think that Xander respects Mal, but like, it's not her, it's not her relationship. That is on Yoli a hundred percent, I think too. Like, I agree. Mm -hmm. The, the loyalty falls on Yoli. Yoli cheated. But I think that here's the thing. I have been on a situation where I was like being pursued by a man in another relationship. And I was like, hell no. Like you cut it off right away out of like just principle, yeah. you know? And so that's why it's like hard for me to empathize with, with Xander. Cause I, I understand what you're completely saying. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. Like it's Xander doesn't owe Mal anything, but I think it's the fact that for me, it says a lot about someone when they know that they are like, they knowingly are like, know that they're part of hurting someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally, I, yeah, I, I, I do see that perspective, but like, honestly, this is such a different experiment or experience that like Xander just left her long-term relationship for Yoli and Yoli told her no, right? She's like, I got engaged to Mal. And they went their separate ways. But when Yoli comes back to Xander, it kind of like makes you hopeful. And you're like, oh my God, like I'm... Because she left very hurt, right? She's like, oh my God, like this sucks because I wanted to be with Yoli. They break it off. And then Yoli coming back to Xander. I think if I was Xander, I'd be like so hopeful. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like did she change her mind? You think about it. Like in the romance movies, like, you know, that kind of situation where like she's coming back for my love kind of thing. So that's why I don't place that much blame on Xander. And yet it's it's the it's part of the show. You know, that's why. Because like if it was in a real life situation, yes, I totally understand principle. I think you don't cross that line ever. But it's because it's the ultimatum. I think I give. I disagree. 
Yeah. I think that I disagree. I get like the reality TV show aspect. I get the whole experiment is like part of exploring other potential relationships. But I think also like once you commit to someone and say you commit to someone, you don't go behind their back. Well, oh, I agree with you on that. Yoli is the one at fault. No, 100, but, percent. but I also think with Xander too, I was all like, just because you're in an experiment that may allow you to like break up with your partner and, and explore something with someone else. But like, I still think it says a lot about you. Actually, I think it says more about you that you're willing to be a part of this like emotional cheating situation on camera. Yeah, but I think that's, it's easy. that's my thing. Yeah, I think it's easy to say that. But when you're like feeling all the feelings and emotions and the intensity of the situation, I think it's easier to make mistakes. Should we get into the reunion? Because a lot of things uh, changed from that last episode, episode nine, with the engagements or breakups um, <laughs> to the reunion, which was, I think, filmed a year after everything had occurred. Yeah. Oh, man, the reunion was enlightening. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> where do we even um, where start? Do we s- I yeah. know. Um, can we go back to Fingergate for the reunion? Because what is up with Lexi still? Oh, my gosh. I was like, why is the blame still falling on Vanessa? And why are you making Vanessa look like some aggressor that took advantage of Ray? Like, that's not what happened. You saw the show, Lexi, and you still think that. When Lexi started apologizing about the vulgarity of, like, how she was talking about um, Ray and um, Vanessa's hookup, I actually thought she was going to apologize to Ray and maybe yeah. Vanessa. And when she kept talking, I was like, what? I, I was know. like, that's what you took away <laughs> from watching yourself on TV. You yeah. didn't say like, oh, I went too hard on Vanessa. Like, oh, I forced her to tell that story. Oh, I also put so much blame on Vanessa and like also made Ray feel 10 times bad about it. like, I was like, huh? Yeah, there was a lot going on there. And I honestly thought that I would see a lot of growth from Lexi in this situation, but I, I, she's still very angry. She's still very angry yeah. and upset about it. And on it's, listen, we all make mistakes in life. And Ray clearly knows that she made a mistake during the whole Fingergate situation, which is why she woke up guilty and she addressed the situation like head on. She was like, hey, this happened. I'm sorry. And I think that's how you handle the mistakes really shows you who you are. And like for Lexi to just continue just like beating her down about it just was a lot. It was a lot. I feel like, so I feel like the blame was taken off Ray by this point, right? That's how, what I took off from it, just based on how they were talking. But I think that Lexi still blames Vanessa a lot. And I'm like, why? You saw the show. You saw that it was a consensual like hookup. Why are you still putting the blame on Vanessa and acting like she took advantage of Ray when you know that's not the truth, not the truth. That's where I'm bothered by. I was like, you. Ju- it's just like, it's stupid. Yeah, I think it just comes down to the fact that Lexi just doesn't like Vanessa as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. no, there, nothing that Vanessa could do would make Lexi happy. <laughs> there's nothing in this world. And that's really how, yeah. what it has to be chalked down to. But I know. I, I do feel shit. kind of hypocritical mm-hmm. talking about that because I've been in a position where I was blaming someone else instead of my partner. So like, I get it. Um yeah, but it's easier to it's easier to hate the person that you're not in love with or that you w- used to be in love with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think mine was a different situation considering she was like my ex best friend. 
Yeah. But still at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. I was like, I get it of like not trying to move on, but I really think that like Lexi was not looking at the situation clearly after, you know, especially when she saw kind of like the evidence from watching the show that it was very much consensual and Ray wanted it just as much. Were you surprised that Mal and Yoli uh, didn't work out and their engagement didn't last? No, 100% not. I don't know (laughs) anyone who could really stay with Yoli. She feels like, you know, Mal said in the beginning, like Yoli falls in love with like anyone in the moment or something along those lines. Yeah, she said uh, Yoli uh, waters the grass where she is kind of thing. So like she'll give love to any partner that she's with at the time. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, that was messy. Uh, you could, yeah, you you could see that. I so I'm not surprised. I feel like um, Yoli still had feelings for Xander, but it's I'm surprised that Xander and Yoli didn't like connect at one point. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was hoping because when they talked about Mal and Yoli not working out, I was waiting for them to be like so. Xander and Yoli are y'all together and to hear that they weren't and also the way Yoli handles um when she's caught in a lie is so funny to watch because I'm like you're clearly lying it's your way of like deflecting and being like oh I don't remember that what is that I'm like you did that throughout the season I know she's always like oh right right when she gets called out as if like (laughs) she didn't remember what she did I okay I kind of loved when Mal called out Yoli that she doesn't have a history of being honest and it shows on the show because I was all like now you get it what was really interesting is when Mal revealed that Yoli was messaging um, Mal, like, don't worry about Xander. I love you when she was in her trial marriage with um, with Xander. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck? It just shows how manipulative Yoli is. Yes. And then the fact that Vanessa reveals Yoli and Xander were planning a trip to Hawaii. Ooh. And then Yoli, Ooh. and like Mal didn't know about it. And Mal's like, no, Yoli told me like she had to stop talking to Xander. Dude, like, it's okay. That messy. is just so damn messy because... One, it shocked me that when she when Yoli was with Xander, she was texting Mal. Are you freaking kidding me? Like that is yeah. so wrong. And then for her to because I don't think she I don't think Yoli realized that Vanessa knew about the whole Hawaii trip. And when yeah. when she looked over at Xander and was like, Xander, you want to help me out here? And Xander's like, Yeah, you remember that time you were trying to come see me in Hawaii? And she's like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, Yeah, girl, please, please. It's just no. She's like, oh, she's like, oh, right, right. Like, yeah. oh, right. It's like, she's it's probably fun, but... she probably is doing that because she she probably told Mal that there's maybe still a chance that they could get back together, even though they were broken up and moved out. You know, so she's probably trying to hide the fact that she was talking to Xander because she was still trying to work on her relationship with Mal as well. Which is like they they were together. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. But they were together for two weeks. And I think the way Vanessa was telling the timeline, like when we got back from Hawaii, um, her and Xander, what she was saying is like Mal, what she was implying was Yoli was talking to Xander mm-hmm. while she was with Mal. Oh, so my yeah, Yoli's God. just like a little dishonest little gal over there so um i'm not shocked she like you again like mal said you see it on the show she's very dishonest doesn't 
isn't forthcoming. Um, and um, yeah. Are, were you shocked that Yoli and Mildred seem really close? Remember that whole blowout with Tiff during the reunion? I was shocked that Yoli was involved in that conversation as much as she was. And it seemed like she had Mildred's back. Yeah, it I, it definitely seemed like Yoli and, and Mildred are friends outside of the show and they stay close because, I, yeah, you're right. So the conversation that had come up was about rent. And it was, so Mildred and Tiff are living together with um, Mildred's special needs son. And something came up about how Tiff brought up the fact that rent should be split in three ways because there's three people living in the house or in the, whatever they're living. And then Yoli like steps in and was like, so then who brought up the conversation? Because Tiff was denying that it was her who brought up the fact that they should split it three ways. And I was like, wow, okay. She definitely has, Yoli definitely has Mildred's back. And it's very apparent. That was really, really hard to watch the whole conversation with Tiff and Mildred. The fact Mildred just like steamrolled into Tiff. Yeah. Um, the she way threw, Mildred. She threw a, a puppy gate at her, among other gate, things. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and a picture frame, I think, at Tiff. And the way Mildred was trying to justify it was really, really gross. One thing that really stuck out to me is when like um, Mildred is talking about how Tiff was on a dating app and, you know, yeah. had women over mm-hmm. after they had broken up. And, and like she brings it up. <laughs> yeah. Mildred like, brings it up like it's a big, big deal. But Tiff's like, no, we were broken up. I'm allowed to be on a dating app. And then Mildred goes, well, no one cares or like, that's not the thing. And Tiff's like, what? You're the one who brought it up. Yeah. Like the way Mildred talks, it's like, yeah, she gaslights Gaslight. and, and just does not slow her role. And the way she communicates is really disgusting. I yeah. really don't know how anyone can communicate with her. It was really hard to watch because Mildred just uh, doesn't allow anyone else to speak. And I understand why Tiff had to get out of that situation because Mildred also, she tried to like justify that Tiff shouldn't have been on dating apps because her stuff was still in the apartment and she hadn't completely moved out yet. I was like, I don't think that's one of the rules when you break up, (laughs) like you're allowed to see other people. And it got so bad to the point that Tiff had to leave the reunion and did not come back. That was a lot. I really felt yeah. for Tiff. I'm glad that Sam was there to comfort Tiff. Um, were you surprised that Ozzy still hadn't told Ozzy's parents about Ozzy's engagement to um, to Sam? Yeah. Like, it was actually, I was like, what? Yeah, it was really hard to hear that because I was really rooting for them. And I still am. And I hope that Ozzy can tell Ozzy's parents. But... I feel like Ozzy's still scared and I just don't know. Well, to be fair, Ozzy has to say something considering this show is going to come out unless her parents... I know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, unless Ozzy's parents don't have Netflix and they're not going to find out. But I really hope they get married and work it out because I really love them. Yeah, I, I I really, really love Sam and I really wish her the best. I hope Ozzy has healed or is like working towards healing because I do think that 
after seeing them at the reunion, they do make a good couple. I just, I'm not, I'm unsure if Ozzy has changed because even during Tiffin Mildred's conversation at the reunion, not even a conversation, more like Mildred mm-hmm. going into Tiff, mm-hmm. um, like you could see in Ozzy's face, like Ozzy hates conflict. And I was like, have you learned to, or are you learning to, you know, deal with that? Like dealing with conflict and seeing conflict. The one positive sign was when, um, when Sam and Ozzy were talking and they said they came to a space of compromise where they're working on their space. So Sam allows Ozzy to have some space, but Ozzy like comes back quicker so remember they were talking about how they figured out their space their situation and how they're working on it. So that gave me hope. And I do have to say, yes, Ozzy was very uncomfortable listening to that fight. But I was proud of Ozzy for saying something and saying, yeah, this was the tough part about Mildred and I's relationship as well. Yeah. Like reminding her of of what it was the like conflict. in that trial marriage with Mildred. Yeah. Um, so the reunion ends with this like black screen that says Ray and Lexi broke their broke, broke up yeah. uh, like after the reunion. Were you surprised by that? Because I kind of um, was not. I was not either. Weirdly, <laughs> I I wasn't actually because I saw a TikTok. <laughs> I was oh. like, damn it! Okay, we're gonna get talk away about from it. Yes. After I finished the reunion episode, I went all throughout social media yes. to like listen to like podcast interviews with the cast, like some behind the scenes. We'll save yeah. it for our next episode yeah. because, ooh, there is a so lot much. that went down and a lot that was said after the reunion and the show came out really out to the public. So we'll talk yeah. about that next. But um, the, yeah, and I kind of it's interesting because I'm relearning how people are on social media versus the show. And I'm like, oh, I'm my favorites yeah. are changing again <laughs> but no it's really good oh dude this reunion was there was a lot going on i was like wow yeah. and at one point um the host just sat back and she was just like what is happening i know it was so funny i know she was a good host i liked her um i feel like they maybe edited it a little bit more carefully after the fail of the Love is Blind live reunion and the backlash that Vanessa and Nick Lachey got, well, particularly Vanessa Lachey. So um, I think it was a pretty good reunion in that we like learned a lot about, you know, the couples and some stories came out that we were like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I loved this season. I cannot wait for season two of the Ultimatum Queer Love. Like, this is truly one of my favorite reality TV shows on Netflix. Because next week is a U.S. holiday, um, it's July 4th weekend, so we will be taking a week off. So there will be no new episode next Monday, but we will come back on July 10th. But in the meantime, please continue sending all of your questions and your comments to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure that you leave a review and subscribe. See you two Mondays from now. Bye. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.